877-862-9339 and schedule online at OverheadDoorSpringfield.com. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm a Democrat. A liberal voice on a conservative talk show. What's the worst that could happen? It's Debate with the Democrat, featuring proud card-carrying Democrat Jeff Smith on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Jeff Smith, welcome back to the show. Beginning with the question of the day, it's going to be a mental test for you, especially as a criminal justice reformer. What is something that is not a crime but should be? Taking your shoes off uh, on an airplane. What if you have socks on? Marginal. Maybe that's a misdemeanor. Going barefoot is should be a felony. Um, I, I literally would pay the misdemeanor fine to to not wear socks on a plane, not wear shoes on a plane. I hate shoes. Remind hate remind shoes. me never to fly with you. <laughs> Almost always fly in flip flops, even if it's cold outside, because I hate wearing shoes. Okay, Jeff, you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Republicans just vacated the chair, and by Republicans, I mean Congress did it eight Republicans, and the rest of the Democratic Party. If you were a member of Congress as a Democrat, and we've discussed the fact that maybe you should run someday, but you won't, how would you have voted on this? I think I would have voted the same way as the uh, uh, 208 Democrats voted. I mean, you know, Kevin McCarthy needed desperately needed Democratic votes, but he didn't offer any meaningful concession to Democrats to get them. Had he not antagonize Democrats in the way that he did by, you know, uh, opening the impeachment inquiry, had he not antagonized them by going on TV just Sunday morning and blaming them for the near government shutdown when everyone who paid attention knew that it was because of internal dissension within the Republican ranks. It wasn't Democrats fault. Uh, Had he not done so many broken his word Uh, on the spending deal that was negotiated months ago. Had he not done all those things, then maybe he could have gotten some Democratic votes. And if I had been a Democratic member of Congress, maybe I would have considered uh, voting against the motion to vacate the chair. But he didn't, even though the uncertainty means that the next person might even be worse than McCarthy, he didn't really do anything that would warrant Democrats breaking historical precedent and helping elect, uh, maintain his speakership. Something that has never been done in history. And I guess, I guess that's the question is right now you've got Scalise, Jordan, uh, I'm sure Stefanik's making calls. Uh, I, I don't think we get a speaker this week. I think it's probably well in the next week before we see somebody that can unite the party. There's even a few reps that said they're going to nominate Donald Trump as speaker of the house. Let's play out a scenario where I'd like, I'd like some credit for that. I think I floated that on Twitter before anyone officially announced it. So can I, uh, I don't appreciate the stolen valor here. I, <laughs> well, it, listen, I, you just make your cover photo, that true social picture of Trump presiding over the house with the mega hat on, and I'm, I'm sure we'll give you credit for it. Um, I guess that's the question. Jim Jordan, obviously very fiercely conservative. Donald Trump, probably the antichrist in your mind. What if it ends up being something like that? Do you think the Democrats look back and say, you know what? Yeah, McCarthy was kind of a... 
Yeah, he he was conservative and 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 kind of a jerk to us. But maybe we were okay with somebody like him. Do you think there's a any chance that they go back and rue the day they threw him out of office, or I should say, more importantly, helped Matt Gates throw him out? Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely a, a chance of that, and it's and it's probably a pretty decent chance of that because uh, you know Jim Jordan is kind of one of the biggest trolls in Congress, and he is. Um, I think uh, probably has a healthy following and I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, if, if he becomes speaker, you know, Scalise is, is the number two, but I think if you, um, if, if you guys put up Scalise and he's the most prominent Republican office holder in the country, it threatens to undermine the presidential level messaging around Biden. Uh, Scalise um, is, I believe in, in chemotherapy for blood cancer and you know, fought valiantly for his life after the the tragic shooting at the uh, legislative softball practice, you know, years ago. But it's going to be, I think, potentially undercuts the message about Joe Biden's, you know, uh, health if you if the most prominent Republican in the country is going through some of his own health challenges. Uh, pretty whoa, serious. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't say that. Okay, just because Steve Scalise got shot by a Bernie Sanders fan and has ongoing health issues, that compares to somebody who's 80 years old and has diminished mental capacity. I don't think anybody's going to make that comparison. I I, I didn't say anything connecting uh, his, the the shooting years ago um, with, with his current health problems. His current health problems are very serious. Blood cancer is, is a very serious thing. I I hope he recovers fully, but But it's not, it's not a mental disability it's not like he's struggling with early onset dementia alzheimer's anything like that no he's not but as you and i both know well uh the voters um you know they oftentimes don't grasp the nuance of things and if one of the primary arguments against biden relates to his health uh and the the key figure in the republican party has again ongoing very serious potentially life-threatening health challenges i just think that that's maybe not the best move from a messaging perspective. That said, uh, you know, I think Scalise being the number two is probably the odds on favorite to rise up and, and be the next speaker. But, you know, you, these things are very unpredictable. And you might have a guy like Kevin Hearn, uh, who's the chair of the Republican Study Committee. I've heard his name mentioned a lot. You mentioned Elise Stefanik. I don't think they'll go to someone as young and, and relatively inexperienced as her, but you never know. I mean, they're uh, talking about Byron Donalds, and, and he's he's extraordinarily new to Congress. I, I think he's a long shot. But I think Stefanik, she's already in leadership at least. I think the path for her is a little bit better than the path for, for some of these other newer people. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I feel like Tom Emmer, you know, might be a good choice. The guy from Emmer's uh, not getting it. We all know the, the, he's he the, the Trump people. He's supporting Scalise, isn't he? I, I think so. And he had, he had floated his name, but he's he's perceived as being anti-Trump. And so the Trump people have drawn a line in the sand saying Emmer cannot be it. I, I have a hard time. The fact that Gates said Scalise is acceptable and that Scalise is the number two, and especially with Scalise's story, I have a hard time seeing a, a place where it doesn't end up being him. I, In my opinion, if it's not going to be Scalise, you're going to have one of these brokered 22nd ballot dark horse candidate rise up. Hurd's possible. Um, I think McMaster's possible. I, I know people laugh when I say this, 
But I would not rule out Jason Smith being a, a late entry into this race. He's very conservative. He's affiliated himself with those in the conservative wing of the party, but he was seen as a McCarthy, Scalise type of guy, and I think he checks all the boxes for everybody. Uh, I think if we end up in some sort of you know late-round convention where, where we're, we're talking about people nobody ever thought of, I could see his name getting at least brought up. Jason's ascent has been startling to, to see a guy go from the Missouri you know, House to probably the fourth or fifth most powerful person in the country uh, as chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, which writes the tax code. Um, it's been an incredible uh, rise for him, meteoric. That said, I think he's happy where he is. Uh, so I don't think that he would agree to be drafted, even though I, mean, I do agree. Even he, though I do agree with your statement that he he might be an interesting compromise candidate because he certainly played a critical role in Senator McCarthy and getting him a few of those uh, conservative caucus votes to put him over the top uh, in January. I mean, you and I both know that that uh, as great as it is to have the term Speaker of the House. Being the Ways and Means chairman right now has to come with a lot more job security than the next speaker. And I think whether it's Scalise, Jordan, you name it, I think none of them take the job without some changes to the rules because I don't think anybody possibly would would consider moving into that role without the uh, w- without some sort of protection from a, a later round vote. Look, you got to change. The number one thing that anyone who wants to be speaker has got to do is secure a change in the rules so that one person can't make the motion to vacate the chair. I mean, it's, it's that simple to me. I mean, nobody can, put, can leave themselves that vulnerable, and it's indicative of just how desperate McCarthy was in January to get the job that he agreed to something, yeah. which many of us back then – thought would lead to his you know demise well and and one thing we talked about and i think it's important for people to remember mccarthy almost became speaker a decade ago and he you know unlike when roy blunt lost his whip race in the house and immediately pivoted and said i'm leaving the house i'm going to the senate mccarthy took that loss and said i'm not going to stop grinding till i get to the promised land and i think in january he was willing to make any deal no matter how short term just to be the Speaker of the House, even if it was for a short-term period of time. And, you know, he'll go down in history as more of an asterisk than the actual Speaker. But I think in his mind, that's okay. He's probably solidified the rest of his financial career just based on the few months he was in, in, in that position. I think that's right. And uh, and I agree with your statement that um, it is compared to the Ways and Means chairmanship, with Jay- which Jason Smith uh, can hold for years and years without any serious challenge. Um, being Speaker of the House is so precarious that someone like him, I think, is smart enough to take a look at it and say, that's not, uh, you know, I, I don't really, um, the, the risk-reward calculus is not there for me. So as much as I know you'd love to be on texting terms with the next <laughs> Speaker of the House, uh, I don't see it happening. Well, it is nice that I always say pro Thames out of Missouri have, have a high, high, high ceiling. And it's nice to see Jason in the mix. Tell me a little bit. Uh, if you are the Democrats, obviously, it, you know, the Republicans, if they can pick a candidate that has almost unanimous support, 
They don't need the Democrats. But surely the Democrats are sitting there thinking, okay, what's our tactical strategy in response to whoever gets picked? Who do you, who do the Democrats want? Do they want somebody like a Jordan who they, they think is too far to the right? Or do they want somebody that they think will work across the aisle? Certainly they're willing to make deals with Matt Gates. They'll make deals with anybody. My gut, uh, is honestly that, that Democrats would love to have someone whose word is good. Democrats would love to have someone who will, and, 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 uh, so not, so so not, so not Nancy Mace. So not Nancy Mace. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Who's, who's, uh, uh, thirstier than I was after I ran a marathon. But anyway, um, I think that uh, McCarthy did some things that I think Democrats appreciated, which is when he couldn't get the votes from his caucus and it was crunch time, he went to Democrats and sought concessions on, you know, the, the spending deal months ago. They'd love to have someone who actually keeps their word, you know, on those deals. But, you know, he um, had some qualities and he and Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader, had a, a, a fine working relationship. So or so he that- thought. He also thought that him and Pelosi had a working relationship. Turned out neither of those were the case. Well, I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I think that Democrats, uh, from understandings I got from Democrats uh, on the Hill, they were open, especially Democrats in the Problem Solvers Caucus, those are kind of the moderate Democrats, were open to, to siding with McCarthy here if they would have gotten any meaningful concessions from him. But the and at the end of the is, day, he I mean, made a decision, uh, I think on Sunday, to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this with Democratic votes. But think and about so this, he, from, from the perspective of McCarthy, and, and frankly, I, I agree with him, if the Democrats come to your rescue, at the you lose the Republican caucus. Like you, you may stamp out the Matt Gates rebellion, but you open another rebellion of twenty other Republicans. They're like, hold on, we don't want the Democrats working with you on issues. I think yeah, he was I caught mean, between a rock and a hard place, and he just said, you know what? If I can't, if I can't keep it with the Republican caucus, it's not worth having. I think it would have been twice the headaches if he if he cuts Democrats in on the deal. Look, if he would agree, if he would have cut Democrats in on the deal, then he would have had another, uh, you know, someone else would have moved to vacate the chair immediately thereafter. And it would have been a repetitive thing that we probably continue to go through. And he would have needed to continue relying on Democrats and maybe governed, you know, kind of more from the center and given up a huge chunk of his caucus. Maybe there's a world in which that was possible, but probably not that that world is not the world that we're in right now where Donald Trump uh, is the leading figure of the Republican party. Didn't we saw once again, a great example of the ways in which loyalty is a one way street for Donald Trump. McCarthy did as much as any major political figure in this country to rehabilitate Donald Trump after January 6th by flying down to Mar-a-Lago and, and coddling, uh, coddling him and cozying up to him. And this is how Trump repaid him by going AWOL in McCarthy's, you know, moment of need, which I gotta ask, to be a, I, I a gotta, fascinating little subplot. I, I got to ask this because I just, just the idea is so crazy. Let's say hypothetically, <laughs> let's say hypothetically, Trump's like, yeah, I want to be speaker. And the Republicans would, would vote for him as speaker. How long does speaker Donald Trump last? I can't even. That. <laughs> I know it's kind of blowing up the Democratic brain of yours, but I just just watching him gavel in the house would be would be, I mean, so amazing. 
uh, amazing, not quite the adjective or the, that I would use, but um, I think it would, it would be a disgrace after his role in uh, the desecration of that chamber on January 6th to, to have him leading it. But uh, I, I, I really don't obsession. think... I really think he's a little preoccupied in court right now from New York to Washington to Atlanta to Miami to have whoa, enough whoa, whoa, whoa. time. This is perfect. He's in court in Washington. If he's the speaker, he can just hang out there all the time. This this fixes two problems. Uh, all right. Let's, I'm going to ask you our question today from yesterday because it was a fun question. I thought I'd like your input. If you could pick somebody as the Speaker of the House, and I'm going to say that's not in Congress because, as we all know, you don't have to be a congressman. Who would be somebody like that would be amazing to see so and so as Speaker of the House? Newt Gingrich. Oh my God, that would be amazing. That would be awesome, actually. Uh, you know, uh, candidly, and, and we talked about this yesterday because he was gone. He was, you know, he's a visionary, and I think he's become more obnoxious during the Trump years. But you can't deny the fact that he's a big thinker. He's an int- he's an interesting political strategist, and he 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 had his speakership cut short uh, in the '90s. So I'd just be curious as to how he would manage today's Republican. That, that might be the best answer I've heard because we were discussing this yesterday. How most speakers of the house you look back on not with a lot of fondness most republicans were not happy with paul ryan certainly denny hassert was awful we've got a lot of them you look back on you're like they weren't great they weren't great they weren't great i think you're right when newt left it was time for him to go um but i think his he has outlived his time as speaker and obviously had the the sort of ill-fated run for president yet yet he sort of overachieved and as you mentioned Visionary person, probably three out of every 10 ideas he has are totally bonkers. Remember wanting to colonize the moon, but the other seven are, are usually the next days. Everybody else thinks that the, they've discovered something. He would be a really fa- fascinating choice as speaker of the house. He, he would be, he would be. Uh, all right. As we do, uh, if, it, if anybody wants to follow you on social media, listen to your ramblings and, and your, Often left-wing, but occasionally sarcastically funny social media posts. How do they do that? They should go on Twitter or, sorry, X. And uh, my handle is at Jeff Smith Mo. At Jeff Smith M-O. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you next week. You're welcome, Elijah. Great to talk to you. Take care. That was Jeff Smith. Debate with the Democrat discussing... The Speaker of the House fallout. We're going to be right back. We're going to answer our question of the day today. What is one thing that is not illegal, but it absolutely should be? We'll be right back.